Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing? LJ, doing good. My final episode prior to going back to school and then I'll be out for this weekend and probably a few days into next week, but hopefully I'll be back by Wednesday. But uh, LJ, the time for me to go to school is certainly approaching quick. And uh, LJ, I, you know, it's gonna be nice to, when I get back to actual classes on, on Monday, I'm gonna need to know what time it is to, to be able to get around campus. Speaking of time, Brandon, do you ever stop and think to yourself, gee, I wonder what time it is? Like I said, I mean, when I'm walking around campus, absolutely. Well, as you should, Brandon, during my time with the Secret Service, I was once tasked to intercept a ballistic missile that was heading from North Korea to the United States main coast. Mm, I like how you went from the Secret Service to college and not the other way around. You know, I, 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 can I say I'm a very gifted, gifted child, and they needed those skill sets. They needed those tiny fingers to be able to disable those bombs while riding them midair. But I almost missed my plane to be able to get up and intercept that rocket because I didn't know what time it was. That wouldn't have happened if I had a watch from LaTerrain.com. At LaTerrain, you can get 
incredibly stylish watches at a very affordable price. And with promo code MLB daily, you can save 10% off those. Brandon, this is a serious question. You can certainly talk about what catches your eye, but I'm really torn here. I'm hundred percent going to order something in the coming days, but I'm really having trouble deciding between the compass and the legacy too. You know, I think it, and this is the great thing about La Terrain is that all their watches are, while they all look very nice, they all give off a different sort of vibe. So it's really kind of like, you know, what do you think fits fits you the best? And I mean, the the Compass is certainly a very nice looking watch. Honestly, I, I could see a lot of people being attracted to that, especially because of the price. But the, the Legacy 2, I mean, especially with that black uh, watch band, looks really sharp i think yeah i mean i just just so so clean so all Can't forget about things. the navigator either the navigator yeah i mean again the navigator catches my eye i'm not sure i'm ready you know this is my first dive into the watch community this very well could be a gateway drug like my first jersey was as now i'm strongly strongly con- contemplating yet another jersey to add to my collection so we're really at a tipping point here i'm not sure i want to go navigator as my first soiree into the watch world but i mean it's an absolutely stunning stunning watch yeah but uh be sure to use code mlb daily at checkout on la terrain la l a dash t o u r a i n e dot com lj well, uh, we were all yes. sleeping last uh, night. Real quick, before we get to that, I do have one more thing to touch on about your going away. This is your going away party for college, celebrating yeah. you leaving once again. You know what this gives me shades of? When they changed the host of Blue's Clues every single time. When Steve went to college, ooh, what a tearjerker. And, you know, in honor of that, we're going to give you some Blue's Clues of your own. We're going to try to get you to guess a player based on some random pieces about the player. And we're going to, I'm going to go ahead and give you a start with a clue. Okay. One time MVP. Okay. All right. Next. Yeah. So you were saying as we were all sleeping. One time MVP. Okay. So like throughout the episode, you're gonna feed me. Throughout the episode, I'm just gonna drop random hints. Okay. Well, as I was saying, as we were all sleeping, the Dodgers and Padres chose to play a marathon last night. (laughs) They go 16 innings. And yes, this is still with the runner on second rule. That hasn't changed. LJ, I mean, this is the first time that a game has got to the 14th inning with the runner on second base. And the Dodgers end up winning, I believe it was five to three. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, what I mean, the in the the game was one nothing. You heard me give the live call of then uh the the Dodgers tying the game up, hitting a home run off Blake Snell. You can go listen to that last night. Well, after we stopped recording the teams chose to play for about another three and a half hours and uh look for those who stayed up to watch it on the east coast uh, i don't know you're fools 
I don't I don't I don't know how they made it to work this morning, but I know that there's some East Coast diehard Dodgers or Padres fan. I just feel bad for the Padres fans that stayed up to watch that, oh, especially in the 15th where they where they go down by two and then Tatis hits the tying home run. Brandon, believe me, as a person who has been in that exact same position in a higher leverage moment, it, it doesn't hurt as much as you think. A higher leverage moment? Yes. Can you explain? Me being the only person who stayed up on the East Coast for the 16-inning World Series game. 18-inning World 18 Series game. Why did I say 16 is the this one? Um, a little bit foggy tonight. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, Sox lose that one. Ivaldi puts together that amazing effort. The game was so thrilling that it took away some of the agony of defeat. Yeah, you know, I remember I made it. I think to, uh, you know, I don't think I stayed up to watch the end of that game. I really don't think I did. I might have made it to like the 14th or 15th inning. I mean, because that game was in L.A. too. So it was like <laughs> just brutal, brutal. As as we can get. And then the two teams had to play again the same day <laughs> that the game ended, which is just. What, what an experience. With that, I've had so many of those back when I was covering uh, local college baseball, summer league baseball. I had a day in which because of rainouts, they had to go and they didn't, the game didn't end until about 2, 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. And then the starting catcher who kept, caught all seven innings had to go and pitch the game later that day. Oh. So the game starting at 7. The game the last game ended around 3:30 and then he went 3:30 till 7 p.m. and had to pitch. Yikes. Uh that's not fun. No, it's not. But um look, I mean there's certainly no adequate way to describe how thrilling that game is. And we'll get to the end of that game in a minute, but first off, has anybody checked on Rob Manfred? Because based on, you know, every every indicator he's ever given us, I have a feeling he might have closed his hands in a car door with how long this game took. During, like, the 13th inning, he was already, like, <laughs> considering harming himself. And then once it got to, like, the 14th, he was it, – it was all – it was downhill. Oh, and yeah. any and any any time that the uh, – a game goes to the 12th inning ever – I'm pretty sure he gets as drunk, if not more, than he was at that World Series game. Yeah, because he didn't think that uh, he that, didn't think the race could possibly cash, that out. Yeah, no, he he thought that it was gonna for sure be a game seven, and instead the the Dodgers come back and win, and uh, we get. I mean, LJ, was that like one of the most embarrassing things that that you've ever seen done by a sports commissioner, like on live TV? Like that's pretty bad. He has to be incredibly thankful, thankful that no one wanted to talk about it, because Twitter was certainly talking. No, no, no. But like, if ESPN just happened to mention or happened to show his interview again, I don't think those interviews or the the presentation was really shown on any networks because. You had to actually stop and pause. I don't think any single person who watched the end of that game and watched the trophy ceremony could leave the trophy ceremony without thinking he either was having a stroke 
or was drunk. Those are the only two options. Unless Joe Biden physically took over his body and did this did the ceremony for him, that's the only other other scenario I can think of. I think that you should take a look at what Rob did at the All-Star game this year and let me know how 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 much in the bag he was uh there. Go and take a look at that interview when you get a chance. It was pretty bad but lj real quick before we get on to the next topic nick castellanos has done it again brandon i don't think i'm gonna be putting this headset on again well if you'd like to know what he did basically he hit a home run mlb home run on twitter posted that he hit it and on someone's account it was right above a tweet (laughs) about a girl who died from doing the crate challenge. LJ, have you gotten a taste of the crate challenge yet? You've gotten a taste of the crate. I believe we talked about the crate challenge last night for some reason, I forget why. Um, No, it's the dumbest challenge ever. Well, Nick Castellanos, yeah, he got, as soon as he hit the home run, everyone started replying to the tweet and was like oh who died like he's joking and then some guys like no like look at my timeline took a screenshot and it was girl dies from the crate challenge all right well um moving back towards the dodgers and the padres um we of course do have to talk about what a rip from aj pollock to close that game out not only how tired do you have to be but what a man to be able to pretty much win the game for your team back-to-back nights and this is all after we talked about how Dodgers fans don't care about him you think they're going to start caring a little more now yeah you were kind of ripping him last night you're like you know well you know LJ you you did say something along the lines of he's like the most forgotten player on the Dodgers or like no one cares about him. You were they going don't. pretty I'm you were stating going. a fact that is not an indictment on his ability to play baseball. He's a you were going pretty player. hard on him. I mean, pretty I'm saying, hard. I, I was saying that it's a shame is really what I was saying. Oh, I it's mean, a, so it's a shame. It's a shame that he really got like the, the shaft when he got there because he was their big free agent signing, but he wasn't a big enough free agent signing for that fan base, so they didn't like him. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, they have all these stars or their star talent grew, and he became the forgotten child. That's all I said. I never said he he I never said certainly didn't say he deserved it. It's it's one of the greatest shames in baseball. Well. He's certainly been one of the best hitters in the league since the all-star break and uh, has looked very good. Uh, LJ, before we move on to injuries, uh, I know you wanted to talk about, oh, okay, I see you have the Red Sox in there for later. Got it. All right, yeah. So we'll move on to a little injury update, kind of. We're going to talk about a few guys that are coming off of the injured list. Uh, I believe the big names, LJ, were we had you Darvish, Mookie Betts, Francisco Lindor were the three big ones. Oh, and yeah. uh, was that it? Is there one uh, more? That was the that was all the ones coming off of the IL. Um, of course, we've got one one major player going onto the IL, but we'll save him for last. 
Uh, yeah, that's all I can think of. The other player that is going to be going on the IEL, because I know we're not going to bring him up, uh, I want to talk about Jack Flaherty. He will be hitting the injured list due to, let's see what they ended up calling it here, severe or no, strain in his right shoulder. Okay. Uh, Yeah, 10-day IL. But LJ, anything of note from those guys returning? I mean, now with Betts back, the Dodgers can have a full, full full-strength lineup, right? They don't have any one out at the current moment do they no they don't and you know does that really does that i, I don't mean it to makes them scarier does it though i feel like they've already reached the max oh you know lj they're only adding a 10 war player on some no no, 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 no. i'm not I'm, again this isn't this isn't about his ability to play this isn't about how his notoriety has kind of vanished this year but this is more a matter of does adding anyone really affect the way you view this Dodgers team anymore? At like, least this does because now they literally have an all-star starter and a 100 war player for his career, both not in their starting lineup. Literally a guy who started in the all-star game this year isn't even a starter on his own team in Chris Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, how scared can you possibly get? I think reasonably the trade deadline, I don't think you can add anything more to that team after you put Max Scherzer on it that makes me any more afraid to play this team. Like, it's it's really a, a oh, what's next type of mentality, which, again, I, I, I frankly, I love because it's one of the more fun things in baseball, the fact that, you know, you just got this team that <laughs> – not only are they going to steamroll a lot of teams, but every everybody knows they're going to steamroll them. And they're just like, you know, you kind of have to throw your hands up in the air and say, what else do you want from me? Oh, yeah, and this you're is getting a without, power player? Okay, what else? <laughs> yeah, and this is without Danny Duffy, Tony Gonsolin, or Clayton Kershaw. Also in the bullpen, I mean, Scott Alexander's out. Uh Caleb Ferguson has been out for a while. Tommy Canley's been out for a while. They just lost Jimmy Nelson. Uh, the, the Dodgers Tommy still Kinley have – Yankee? Who's that? Tommy Canley. He was a Yankee. And uh, basically what the Dodgers did this offseason was he, they knew that he needed to have Tommy John surgery, so they chose to sign him to a two-year contract so that way uh, – they have control of him for next year and they got him for pennies on the dollar based uh when when you look at how good he has been so that'll be just another pitcher that'll be in that Dodgers pitching uh staff in the bullpen next year uh, well at least they don't have Josiah Gray a few years from now right that, they want to look the bright side oh but yeah it's okay they'll they'll have Trey Turner instead so <laughs> Look at the bright side. <laughs> Laugh through the tears, Brandon. Laugh through the tears. All right. Uh, uh, I think also uh, just as big as Betts is you, Darvish. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean the Padres both- need every single win big now, especially after losing last night. They need <laughs> – every, every game is must win. 
And again, this goes to show you just how good Udervish is. He he makes you feel an abundance of comfort about this rotation that really shouldn't be there. Like, I feel much better about the Padres pitching knowing that Udervish is going to be out there every fifth day than I do with him on the IL. Now, one out of five games is not necessarily that much impact, but in my head it is. I think in a lot of people's head as well, just having him at the top of that rotation right now does a lot of good. Oh, yeah. I mean, they went out and got this guy in the offseason for a reason. He finished second in the Cy Young last year for a reason. And you look at what he's done so far this year, even look past the ERA. I mean, his strikeout to walk numbers are pretty insane. 158 strikeouts to 30 walks and 131 innings. 30 walks and 131 innings. It's pretty incredible numbers. All right, well, this um, one guy, this major player that is going to be going on to the injured list today is Reese Hoskins of the Philadelphia Phillies. He will be out the year. He's having surgery. I'm blanking what surgery it is. Brandon can pull that up for me. But he is currently leading the league, or not the league, the Phillies in home runs and RBIs. So this is a massive loss as they try to chase down the Braves. Yes, uh, he will undergo surgery to repair a tear in his lower abdomen. That does not seem like a fun injury uh, no. to have to rehab from either. Uh, but LJ, prior to us getting into the effects of this, one guy that I'm really sad to see is also out for the year. I think actually, was it you who brought this up yesterday? That TJ Antone is out for the year. He has to get Tommy I did not. Not Antone. TJ no. Antone out for the year. For, he's getting Tommy John. He probably won't pitch next year either. Brutal. Brutal for TJ Antone. But, yeah, Reese Hoskins uh, – now, now is it safe to say that the Phillies are out of it, or like, do we still think oh, you know? At least... well, let's, let's not do LJ, that. LJ, they've let's... had a terrible offense, and they just lost one of their more productive bats. I, I just don't see what you what path to the playoffs the Phillies have now. I refuse to. Here's the thing: I refuse to say the Mets are in. The Mets are dead. I called them dead a couple weeks ago. I will stand by those words. I also look at this Braves team. I do not see a team in which I necessarily trust to say they're just going to just keep on rolling. They're going to keep on rolling. Would I love to see them do that? Yes. Would I love to see Freddie Freeman get another division title? Yes. But the fact of the matter is they're not an invincible team. They could easily sputter. And so somebody has to be there if they sputter. If they fall apart in September – there has to be somebody there. So I think the Phillies are kind of in it by default. They're hanging by a thread, but it's certainly possible. I am all out on the Phillies now. I mean, look, they sent down Alec Bohm, who, look, I get he's been hitting bad this year and everything, and 
Like the the fact that they had to send this guy down, they thought that that this guy was going to be one of their next franchise players, and they've already had to uh, you know send him back down to AAA. They trade Spencer Howard to Texas, who was one of their top pitching prospects. Talk about how they screwed up his career, switching him from the starter to the bullpen as a starter to the bullpen. I mean. The Yankees did the same thing with Jabba Chamberlain, and that was a wasted, so much wasted talent there. I I hate when I see teams do this with young guys, especially just let them start or 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 like just pick one because people don't realize how much it's not even superstition, but just preparation now goes into starts, and when you are off your routine, it affects you a lot like I can guarantee you when these guys have to start on short rest or when someone gets a spot started out of the bullpen they're thrown off for a little bit they're not fully a hundred percent ready to go I can guarantee that with that being said I'll extend this even further I think it's a lot easier for those um those swingmen to do it because it's their defined role. That's not the case with most of these young pitchers. Mm. In most of their cases, it's just kind of this whim of either, okay, you're not, you're not working out here right now, so we're going to move you here. And then, oh, we still want you in this long term, so we're just going to pull you up for this and that. There's a huge difference between being jerked around without much plan and being a swing man that you know semi-reliably you have to be either the long innings guy or all of a sudden you're going to have a start once once or twice a month similar so, to like the Nestor Cortez role on the Yankees yeah, but now, exactly. That's well, now he's a full-time starter but hopefully we're able by the end of the season to kind of get him back to like the three four innings role or again if, he, if he's still pitching great then you, you can't move him but either way yeah it's a lot easier to do that any of that, when you have that as your defined role, these, these young guys aren't, aren't being given a defined role. And that's what really hurts them because they're in a very not sensitive point of their, their career, but they're at a point where they're not, they don't nearly have the same MLB experience. They're trying to learn to play the game on the major league level on the fly and not knowing exactly where they fit into the roster at all times is not something you should have. You shouldn't have that kind of insecurity the other thing that i think is a big thing is we've talked about before relievers are very finicky like any slight change to overall their world can completely ruin their season we see it with trades we see it with free agent moves and a move to the the starting rotation is no different so if you're if you're a guy who's been brought up like I use this, I feel like I use this example too much, but Daniel Bard, if you're a guy who was brought up and spent a couple of years really thriving in that relief role and getting into high leverage innings, the last thing the team should be doing a couple of years in is say, hey, let's stretch you out to be a starter. And all of a sudden that's just as bad because he's gained that reliever mentality and all of a sudden you're changing his entire world. And I think that that's exactly what the Phillies did with Spencer Howard. Then they end up trading him in that Ian Kennedy uh, deal uh, with the Rangers. But 
Yeah, let's talk a little bit about, or LJ, actually, did you want to give me another clue here? I do. Your next, your next clue from Blue will be this man led the league in OPS, led the majors in OPS, excuse me, three times in his career. Okay, that's so I'm I'm dealing with so a one-time MVP and he led an OPS three times. Okay, I got some names that are certainly swirling around here. I'm gonna check one name out right whoa, 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 now. We're not using did Steve have a computer? No, you know, you're right. Steve did Steve not have a computer. computer. I did not search anything up for the record. I'm just thinking. All right, I got it. Okay, we can we can move on. Okay. Um, Brandon, we had a major minor league player come up and play for the majors for the first time. We I certainly to make wordplay there, and it did not work at all. I'm sorry. Well, it's okay because Edward Cabrera, uh, the Marlins promoted their top pitching prospect uh, in Edward Cabrera. On, uh, he made the start on Wednesday. He is he was already on the 40-man roster, so they clearly thought really highly of him, especially uh, for the prospects of pitching this year. And I don't blame them for calling him up. I mean, LJ, he's thrown 61 innings in across high A, double A, and triple A. Has a 2.93 ERA and a 37% strikeout rate. I mean, he's striking out 37% of the batters as a starter. It's pretty good. You know, you're you're at a pretty good rate there. Uh, he was out earlier in the season. He had a bit of an inflamed nerve in his biceps that cost him the first two months of the year. But he looks very healthy now. And, uh, he struck out 11 or more hitters in three of the last four starts that he made at AAA. And then he makes his major league debut last night for Miami as they played the Washington Nationals. And Cabrera's line on the night, he went six and a third, four hits, three earned runs, three walks, two strikeouts. Uh, he gets a no decision, but the Marlins end up getting the win. He's only 23 years old, ranked number 30 on the midseason top 100 prospects at MLB.com, number 36 at The Athletic, number 43 at Fangraphs. I mean, LJ, this is one of many presumed Miami pitching prospects that are going to get called up here within the next few years and we expect to be very proficient and good but looks like the athletics just tied up the game against the Yankees after Yankees were up six nothing about an hour ago so love it um this is kind of stemming from uh him not trying to take away from him or anything his moment in sunshine but I'd like to talk about Sixto Sanchez real quick okay is too much pressure building on this guy? 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Because well, no. Dr. he's a very highly touted prospect, but every single conversation that gets made around this Miami team and how good their young group is and how good their young core is, every single time a young player plays well for them or they call somebody up, he always gets mentioned because he's supposed to be the thing that makes this next team click. He's going to be that big piece that ends up being what this whole thing is built around and the amount of media attention this is that's being gotten for a guy that you know the health just hasn't been there this year he's gonna have have a very very much an uphill battle when he comes back more so than when he had, when he first was here you know I'm, I, I'm really glad that you brought him up actually because the Marlins general manager Kim Ang uh, she did provide a bit of detail on his timeline we haven't heard anything really since uh july 5th when he got season ending uh shoulder surgery Uh, i don't think he even got into the majors to pitch this year but she said that the team is hopeful that he'll be able to resume throwing in three months and that pitching in something like the Arizona Fall League or Winter Ball is probably not in his cards. So, I mean, could we also see him not even be – I mean, if he's not throwing for three months, we're assuming he's going to be fully healthy for the season next year, right? I, I guess you could assume that. Would I also think – again, I don't know what – his service time situation is looking like right now? Not a lot. I mean, it, I think just 2020 he played in the majors. Okay, so that, that makes it more difficult. Um, yeah, I think I could definitely see it. What I, what I do think would probably be more beneficial and it would work out better if he hadn't played 2020. And I, I swear he made a starter two this year. But... Um, well, even if he did, it was only a few days on the actual active roster, which is what... Yeah. So the point, my point being just 2020, yeah. 2020 is going to be too long to send him down for an extra year of eligibility, which could have very much come in handy this year, because realistically we're going to be getting Sixto Sanchez back. He's not throwing for three months at all, which means reasonably he's going to have to keep building back up. It would probably be in, his best interest and the team's best interest if they sent him down for the beginning of the year. 
but that's just me. That's but yeah, he's me. only that's 23. Like that's that's the great thing safe. about. I'm sorry. I said you just got. I think you got to play it safe because yeah, any of these long-term injuries, it takes a while to really build back from. I mean, you think about it. Let's look at Michael Kopech, has pitched outstanding this year. No disrespect is meant here, but the hype around him has kind of died off everywhere except within the White Sox organization. Every single time you hear people talk about him, they absolutely light up with how good he's going to be. The potential's there, the talent's still there, but the media narrative died off because of how long it's taken him to make a full comeback and full recovery to being a full, full-on lights-out starter that he's eventually going to be. So I think those that that type of situation is a very likely scenario. And if we're going to keep hyping him up as the core, the main, the glue of this core, then that's going to end up being way too much pressure. And that could easily screw up his career. Well, I think the good thing about both Edward Cabrera and Sixto Sanchez, that they're both only 23 years old, both have a ton of service time. And look, I mean, for a team like Miami, who doesn't want to invest a lot of money into free agents, this is perfect for them. They're going to be able to have a lot of good pitching talent, not even mentioning their top prospect, Max Meyer, who is a pitcher as well. He's the number 21 overall prospect. He should be coming up uh, at some point as well. Uh, I believe he is only 22 years old. So, you know, there's a lot looking up for this team, especially on the pitching side. And to see Edward Cabrera make his debut at only 23 is certainly a positive. And LJ, we're not even, so they have th- th- their top three prospects are starting pitchers. And that's not to mention the guys that they have right now in their rotation. Sandy Alcantara, who's only 26. Jesus Lizardo, LJ, they traded for him. He's only 23 years old still. He's still 23. He's the same age as Sixto Sanchez in them. Uh, Eliezer Hernandez has been uh, a, a solid young pitcher for them. Let's not forget about the potential NL Rookie of the Year winner in Trevor Rogers. Uh, you know, Pablo Lopez, I'd be remiss to also add. So just so much pitching depth that they could potentially have in a few years is really exciting for uh, Marlins fans to look at. All right, let's continue on, Brandon. We have a few record-breaking performances tonight in this Red Sox-Twins game. First, we're going to go to, of course, happy sale day, Brandon. Um, he makes his third start today. We're going to go to the third inning. Brandon, can you take a guess how many pitches he might have thrown in a third inning? You know, I did see this already. Was this the immaculate inning? got to screw me out. You could have played the fool. Um, yeah, I couldn't. he throws immaculate inning. He is the second player to ever have three immaculate innings in his career. It's him and some guy named Sandy Koufax. Eh, who's that? So we'll see, LJ. I had to make myself not 
look like a fool for that one because when I get the trivia question wrong later as my final farewell for for a week uh you know that that'll really make me look like a fool so I I had to not play around play along for a second I'm kind of going to be evil with this uh trivia question too but do I feel bad no um okay um, no, the other record-breaking performance is Raphael Devers hits his 30th piss missile of the season in this game. Uh, this is also a game in which Bobby Dahlbeck hits two home runs with seven RBIs. Completely side note, but back to the 30th home run, he becomes the second player in Red Sox history to have two 30 home run seasons before age 25. The other guy is some scrub by the name of Ted Williams. Not sure if you've heard of him. Eh, he's all right. He's all right. Okay. Uh, Brandon, do you have anything else? Actually, Brandon, would you mind telling, while I prepare a, another clue from Blue, would you mind telling people about our best of MLB Daily Show? Yeah, so uh, on Monday at, what, 5 o'clock? 5 p.m.? On 5 p.m., our- yes. 5 p.m. on every Monday on Unhinged Radio, uh, you can check out the best of MLB Daily show. Uh, if you, you know, already listen to our show every day, but it's an hour long and it's a bit unreasonable for you to be able to tune in every day or however you listen to it, check out the the best of show. I mean, a lot of the stuff that we talk about is pretty pretty relevant. Uh, as the days go on, we try to put the best topics in there that at least still ha- hold some sort of uh, meaning in the news cycle. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just clips from uh, the various shows throughout the week, uh, especially the shows the last few weeks have been really good. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're so happy to be with Unhinged Radio and if you, for whatever reason, are unable to listen to the best of show on Mondays, uh, they do do replays, uh, I believe, once a day. So you'll be able to check out a schedule for that as well uh, as the the replays vary every day. But yeah, check out Unhinged Radio to not only listen to the best of MLB Daily uh, show, but also a bunch of the other shows that are on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network that is powered by Unhinged Radio. All right, Brandon. So, so right. far, I, what have I told you? You've told me he's a one-time MVP, and he led the league in OPS three times. Okay, what if I told you this man has won the batting title twice as well? Okay. Remember, Steve didn't have a computer. I hear those clickety clackities. All right, you've got one more. All, I, all I'm doing is just writing down the clues, buddy boy. That's all we're doing here. Just keeping you honest. No, um, no, yeah. All right, so we've got one more segment before we give the last clue, and Brandon takes the last guess before he has to go on over to college. Sure. If I'd if I'd thought about this beforehand, I would have made you put a striped shirt on, but. Alas, the fourth time. Sure. Okay. 
Gotta be, gotta, gotta do the whole Steve, do, do the proper Steve impression. Yeah, you know, to be honest, prior to you bringing up Blue's Clues on the show, I hadn't even, that hadn't occupied a spot in my brain for probably, oh my God, years, years. And the sad part is when you first mentioned that you were going off to college, like those exact words, that was the first thing that came to my head. That's got to be the, just the differences between the two of us. Um, so we've had quite a nice time here. Of course, we're going to talk about some timelines now. That's a, another friendly reminder to make sure you go check out and keep in time yourself with our friends over at Law Terrain. Use code MLB Daily at checkout for 10% off. Well, LJ, we talked about Yachty Molina signing that one-year extension with the Cardinals, and then he has announced that it will be his final season in 2022. Uh, I mean, look, we don't need to really go too deep into the actual contract and what he's going to bring to the team. We did that yesterday, but LJ, what do we think on a scale of like what we've seen the retirement tours bring? How good do we think uh, Yachty's is going to be? It'll be up there with like uh, Jeter and Ortiz or a little less than that. You see, here's the thing. Of course, you look at his, what he's contributed over the years. And logically, it should be on pace with that. But just gut check feeling it's going to be slightly more subdued than that. This is still going to be every single city is going to honor him, but it's not going to feel, unless you're a St. Louis area native or Cardinals fan, it's not going to feel like this beautiful swan song like the others did. Now, the next one we're going to talk about, that's going to feel much, much more like the other two. Yeah, and which honestly is... It's a bit crazy to me because this next guy we're going to talk about, which is Miguel Cabrera, who also said next year will be his last year. It's strange because he's not even played with the same franchise his entire career. Is it next year or two years? Did Miguel Cabrera say next year or was it two years? He said he was playing two more years. Let me see. He's going to get his knee done this year. and That's right. Okay, yeah. Two more years. He said, two years, that's it. My right knee is really bad. I need to take care of it in this offseason and prepare myself for next season. I'm going to play two more years. I think that's enough. I'll be happy with 20 years in the big leagues if I can make it. His retirement tour would be something. His retirement tour will be a party. That is a party I would gladly join. I would would probably try my hardest to catch a game out of that season that he plays in. Like I would just, just want to see it. I mean, this is a guy who me and you pretty much, I mean, he changed the landscape of baseball for me when he won the triple crown, Mm -hmm. just to see something like that happen that hadn't happened in so long was pretty amazing to 10 year old me. Oh, absolutely. Look, and I guess the 
I guess it's the fact that the highs were higher with Miggy that makes it so. But you're you're right. There logically should not be that much separation between the two of them. But it feels like a far greater loss to the overall, like... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner baseball scape of like superstars to see Miggy walk away even though he doesn't have that notoriety one team even further he's not even in a comparable market I mean Miami and Detroit are not nearly the same baseball market that St. Louis is so every logical sign should point towards Yachty's being the bigger deal other than fascinating other than the fact that Miggy is going to have 500 home runs and probably 3,000 hits. I mean, if he can't get 42 more hits in two years. Uh, I don't know, Brandon. LJ, should, should I name all the guys who have 500 homers and 3,000 hits? Oh, you, I, you don't have to do it. Okay, um, good. Yeah, I was hoping you weren't going to put me on the spot again. All right, so yeah, does that actually wrap everything up for today? I believe that's everything that we wanted to okay, talk about. Okay, so that means that we have one more clue. clue. I didn't realize we were that close to the end. I may have changed my answer on that. The final clue. He is a member of the 3,000 hit 500 home run club. Oh, okay. <laughs> well done. So, so in order to be able to actually answer this question, the easiest way to start, I might recommend, is by naming every all seven players in the 3,000-hit 500-home run club. Okay. Well, we have uh, Eddie Murray. Yes. Rafael Palmero. Yes, the two hard ones are out of the way. Willie Mays. Yep. Hank Aaron. Yep. A-Rod. Yep. Pujols. Yep. And... Uh, oh, I'm missing one more, right? Yes. Mays, Palmero, Murray, Hank Aaron, A-Rod, Pujols. Want a hint? How am I missing this one? I'm trying to – 500 homers. Why, why is it always one guy I can't get? Brendan, are you sure you don't want a hint? Don't tell me this is the guy who is the trivia answer. It's not the guy that's the trivia answer. Oh, However, so, can I give you? I'm going to give you this hint. I, I can. I'll, I'll also give you more hints because I feel like I didn't narrow it down enough now. But I'll give you a hint to the 3,500. Brandon, there are two active players over this. It's you've always named, you've named one. Why do I do this every single time? <laughs> I, I just can't believe. Oh. LJ. LJ, LJ, LJ. Wait, two active players? 
There are two active players on this list. Yeah, but the only two active players with 500 homers, I thought, are Pujols and Miggy. Aren't they the only two active guys with 500 homers? And Miggy doesn't have it. There are Unless I'm going crazy, LJ. The you're only going, you're going crazy. I said pool holes. You said pool holes. Are, are Melos, I'm really screwing this up. Oh shoot. Were you screwing? I screwed it up. it up. I had an extra player on there. Oh my gosh, that's bad. So I, was, I had it the whole time. You had it the whole time. I'm sorry. What was I thinking of? Anyway. Okay, well, so now I have my... You have your six options. Yeah, all right. I'm going to say it's not Rafael Palmero because I don't think that he won two batting titles. He was kind of a strikeout, uh, more of a strikeout guy uh, than contact. Willie Mays, it wouldn't surprise me, but I feel like one MVP... You know, I don't know, though, because back then they, like, only wanted the guys to win it, like, once or twice. No, the, the, the one-time MVP thing ended in the 30s. Was that in the 30s? Okay. Uh, A-Rod definitely won more than one MVP, so that's that's out of the question. Right? Yes. Yeah, and there's no way A-Rod was a batting title winner. Hank Aaron... Could have won the MVP once, but there's no way he, I, oh, you know, he might have won two batting titles. Oh, didn't I, did Hank Aaron really only win the MVP one time? Um, all right, let me go through the all of them once again. Willie Mays definitely. Is an, is an option. Rafael Palmero is not. Eddie Murray, I don't think, would lead the league in OPS three times. I think he might have an MVP and a batting title, but in two batting titles, but I don't think he led the league in OPS three times. Hank Aaron is my other, uh, another good option along with Willie Mays. No way A-Rod had two batting titles and only one MVP. And there's no way that Pujols uh, has either only led the league in OPS three times or in – plus, I know Pujols has more than one MVP. So it's between Willie Mays and Hank Aaron. My deductive reasoning is going to take me to – I don't know. When Hank Aaron was playing, he's playing with some really good players. Yeah, you know, I think Hank Aaron only won one MVP. We're going to go with Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron is correct. And isn't that crazy, Brandon? Over 23 years, he he won one MVP, but received votes for the MVP 18 times. Oh, wow. That's, I mean, so he... One for 18. So he led the league in OPS three times. So... He was, which is a stat that was not unheard of back then. People used OPS back then, not as much as they did today, but they had those stats available. 
he was realistically like the third or the best hitter in the league on three separate occasions, and, didn't, and he didn't win the MVP in any of them. Actually, yes. He came in third, third, and third. Oh, nice. He got third in the MVP, what, five times? At least, yes. A hundred forty-three WAR for his career, and he had one MVP, and that was in a season where he only put up eight WAR. His his MVP season was his seventh best year of his career based on WAR. Reasonably, reasonably, this is the nineteen sixty-three season is the one that kills me because across the board, this league in these voters at this point in time in the late fifties, early sixties, shows such a decided edge to RBIs and home runs, which again, definitely should. They're, they're freaking awesome stats. I mean, who doesn't like dingers and who doesn't like runs being scored? Um, so I certainly stand by that decision, but Brandon 1963 leads the, leads the NL in home runs, leads the majors in RBIs, leads the majors in slugging OPS OPS plus and total bases comes in third. That's travesty. Actually, I need I need to figure out who who was ahead of him. How? I mean, he it, hit... so, so, some scrub named Sandy Koufax was first, and then Dick Grote was. Dick from Grote. Okay. Um, Dick Grote. I've never heard. How of did that guy finish above Hank Aaron? When they both had the same batting average, Hank Aaron killed him in on-base percentage, slugging percentage, OPS. And he also hit – Hank Aaron had more stolen bases than this guy. LJ, what did this guy do to the awards voters? Brandon, first Hank for Aaron starters, beat him for starters Dick Grote sounds like something that Bart would call the bar with in The Simpsons as a name. How – Hank Aaron, literally every single stat from walks to stolen bases to hits to home runs, he has more than this guy. Brandon, I cannot just There was literally that. like not one thing a voter could have looked at back then and said he's better at that than this guy. Unless, unless, let me take a look. Also, a Willie Mays this year that or that year had ten point six WAR and finished fifth in the MVP. Ten WAR. Six errors. Who made six errors? Dick Grote. No, Hank Aaron. In nineteen sixty-three, Dickie Grote. Dickie Grote. Dickie Grote made twenty-six errors. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> is it because he played shortstop <laughs> hank all right you hank aaron still played the outfield like even if it's a corner outfield spot like there's still some respect that they put on your name what do you like what did hank aaron do to these voters i want to know did like did did he personally tell all these voters to like just you know do something i mean what is well what is going on um 
I think we didn't consider one kind of sad uh, option. The only option I can see, and again, I hate I hate doing this, but the other two are white. Let's just yeah, no, I mean that's the, the, that's the only very, that's the only thing I can think of. It's, it's very possible that, that I, I do not I racist. do not like blaming that stuff. However, it's like plausible here. Reasonably with this with statistics like baseball has, there is no reason that race should have anything to do with it. There's very little eye test that has to come to baseball unless you really, really want it to. And usually that eye test is backed up by numbers. But in this situation where the numbers are backed are not by backed up by anything, I really struggle to see. And this isn't even a time when like LJ in this time they were using these simple stats. Like they, they had all the same numbers that we have looking at it and even evaluating it from a back then they had the same batting average. So then it's like, okay, like we'll move to RBIs. Hank Aaron had 57 more RBIs. Uh, okay, we'll move to home runs. Hank Aaron How was had, St. Louis that year? You know, that is the thing. The 1963 St. Louis Cardinals, they didn't make the playoffs. They finished second in the National League. The Braves that year, or excuse me, I guess that is the Milwaukee Braves, they finished sixth in the National League. So that could be it. So, yeah, Dick Rowe led the second place Cardinals. And Hank Aaron led the sixth place Braves. I mean, I think that's the yeah, – I also will say that under no means can I necessarily give – I don't know if I can, – can I give Hank Aaron first? Because – this Sandy Fokax, Kofax line is really good. 311 innings, 306 strikeouts, two and five with a 188 ERA. 300 innings is. <laughs> 300 innings in a sub two ERA is just nuts. Nuts. And to think that, like, oh my God, if I could, if, and, and if I could have been around to like go to games then, like, imagine what people would think like when they see him coming on the mound like if you're a fan like they probably thought that this guy was like the next coming of jesus christ with the with the mound that he walked on i mean and all that was 8.9 strikeouts per nine look i mean it's just it's just a simple fact you're going to San, sandy koufax games you're not going to dickie Grote games you're going to sandy koufax games Oh, yeah. And you're going to Hank Aaron games. You're not going to Dickie Grote games either. But, LJ, I think that's a good point to call this one. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at MLB Daily Pod. Check out our trivia game on our Twitter page. But, Thank you all for listening. LJ will be back tomorrow and this weekend, and I will be back next week. Have a good one, everybody. See you manana. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. 
stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.